It's good to have, um, we're just so thankful that the Lord has provided us with so many really quality um, friends and family that when, when we go away, nobody, it's not even a hiccup, you know, nobody even misses it. You know, they're like, what? They're gone? What? What? The anointing. We're all falling out and the, the word is powerful and the worship is strong. And, and so it's just incredible what uh, God is building and what he's doing here. And so this morning, what, uh, what I really wanted to talk about is the power of vision. Because the Lord very clearly leads us through what we hear and what we see. And, I, and throughout the word, the Lord spoke and he said, son of man, do you see? Son of man, do you see? He said it to Ezekiel. He said it to Jeremiah. He said it to Zechariah. He said it to Joel. Son of man, what do you see? And so each one of them were presented with a vision, and it was a vision so that they could run the race, and that when things got difficult or things got hard, they're still able to keep running. Even if maybe their pace is not as fast, they realize what they see with their eyes, and that vision is kept before them. And so at the beginning of the year, one of the things that the Lord had me do is really cast a vision. And while I'm not going to do that in its completion this morning, I do want to talk to you as a family this morning because I think it's very important that we continually keep the vision and the why before us, why we do what we do. And why it's important that God has brought us together because everybody plays a part in building the wall. Everybody plays a part in building their section on the wall. And if we're not all doing what we've been called to do, then the, then the, the, the responsibility falls on the few and, and we don't actually grow. <clears throat> Does that make sense? You know, I love how Jesus cast the vision. He spent three years casting a vision of the kingdom. And he was saying to them, listen, do you see, do you understand? And it's very interesting to me that they're all like, uh, no. <laughs> you know, he's like telling them, okay, you know, I'm, I'm actually going to die on the cross. You know, I'm going to be murdered and uh, a terrible murder, but it's all for the glory of God. And on the third day, I'm going to, I'm going to, God is going to raise me up. And then I'm going to send my Holy Spirit. And so he tells this, and he preaches this vision over and over and over. And they're like, okay, yeah, that's good. So which one of us is the greatest? <laughs> and, uh, you know, and so they occupied themselves with earthly things. And he's like, oh, man, Lord, I'm, God, I'm, Father, I'm really hoping this takes, you know, because right now they're like not on their game. And so a lot of us, you know, and it took me, honestly, the Lord showed up with the audible voice of the Lord. I start going into these seasons of being taken to heaven in these trances and these words and these dreams. And, and I mean, he's writing the script. It could, I mean, it, I, I'm shocked that I didn't just see a hand on the wall, you know, writing the script for me because I wasn't getting it. And about, at about eight years in, I'm having dinner with some friends and I'm, re I, I'm retelling the story. And all of a sudden I went, oh, wait, 
Oh, wait, that's what he meant by one. So it took me eight. The disciples took three. So I think they did pretty well. So sometimes we have to hear it over and over and over before we finally go, wait a minute. I get it. I know what you're doing. <sighs> so everything that God gives you a vision for, it's going to come not in a full-grown plant. You know how you go to the store and you buy the plant? It's like, oh, hey, I'm going to take this tree. It's not very big, but I'm going to plant it. No, he, he actually gives you a seed. And so it's, it's this small little thing, and you're thinking, hey, yeah, I'm not, I don't know how that's going to happen. Because this ministry started <clears throat> with me sitting in a prayer room he said, I want you to start a house of prayer. And I'm like, for, for months going by, I'm still sitting there every day praying, going, just this doesn't look like a prayer room. And these prophets would come to me and go, don't despise the day of small beginnings. And I was thinking, <laughs> yeah, I'm, this is really small. <laughs> this is a party of one. You know, me and God, of course, is a majority, but still, you know, I was feeling kind of lonely. And then Anne Marie showed up, praise the Lord. <laughs> I'm somebody to pray with. <laughs> and then she was probably asking herself, why am I here with this woman? Um, so John and I have been given this vision by God to birth it, to develop it, and grow it into an apostolic revival hub and you're probably asking yourselves as I did when I heard that and the Lord kept saying I'm going to give you guys governmental authority and um, and it's going to be this hub it's going to be this apostolic governmental thing and we're just like okay well you told us to pray and and this is the part that I understand but I didn't understand the larger part of that what an apostolic revival hub is. And so basically, the Lord told us, here's what I want you to do. I want you to teach people to pray. K-I-S-S, kiss, keep it simple, stupid, um, which he says that to me all the time. People don't need, you know, I thought it was really cool. And I remember Reinhard Bonnke said, if you want the uh, results that I get, which I think it's like 90-something million salvations to that guy's, you know, in that guy's crown. And so <clears throat> you're going to have to preach the message that I preach. You're going to have to keep it simple, stupid. And so the Lord told me, he said, listen, my people need me. They don't need a lot of this from you. If you will introduce them to me and show them how to get to me, then I will help them then take over the world. Like Pinky in the Brain, you know? <laughs> you know, we're Pinky, God's the Brain, and it's very simple. He tells us what to do, and we go, oh, okay, I'll do that, you know? And so it's pretty simple. Keep it simple, stupid. And then I love, and then our part as the body, is we just facilitate what God is doing in one another. And as they've heard and accessed heaven, we then come together and help them uh, together transform the earth. <clears throat> so it's pretty simple. Um, however, um, being a garden in a city and having an idea that why, why am I here? Why have I been called to this place? Well, Jesus very clearly said, 
My sheep hear my voice and they follow it. My sheep hear my voice and they follow it. So as you're listening to the voice, as you're listening to the vision and you're listening to my voice, I am a shepherd. And, and so you're hearing Jesus speak through me. And as it, you're drawn to that and you're, it bears witness to your spirit to spirit and you go, wait, this is my family. This is my tribe. These are my people. Then you know that you have ownership of the vision that's been given to the place that God has called you to be in. And so what you have and what you carry, you bring that DNA and you connect that, the gifts, the talents and everything with, with the whole body. And then when everybody brings a song, then the song actually will begin to go out. And we, we, and so we don't have a church mindset and a, a, uh, a subculture existence, but we actually begin to operate counterculture because we've all become part of something that's bigger than the individual. See, we have a prayer room. God said, listen, we have a prayer room. Go to the next slide. That is the centerpiece of what we do. Um, Okay, a hub. That's just kind of a definition of a hub. What is a hub? It's basically... Uh, the influence. So the center, the, uh, the center of what we do actually is what creates the momentum and the heat and the fire that causes the rest of the wheel. It's like a wheel within a wheel to turn. And, and the rest of the ministries turn as the centerpiece burns. And so the reason that we, that the Lord, what he's doing is apostolic means heavenly. Whatever comes from heaven. And so a prayer room, what it does is it brings heaven to earth. I can tell you every single, every single prophet that has come into this house has said the very same thing. We rarely have access to heaven like we have in this place. And they've traveled all over the world. And they're like, this is crazy. This is this little bitty house, but yet we can revelate easier and we can prophesy without any resistance in this place. Why? Because God said, I am establishing you as a garden in the city so that the city can come and partake of all of the goodness of my house. This is a house that is stores up revelation and fresh bread so it can be available for the whole city because the city is dying for something other than religion and something other than the law. They're looking for a company of people that know how to access heaven and know how to bring heaven to the earth. I had a prophet recently came in from South Africa and we were going around. I was with a a group of uh, pastors And so he said, I would like to hear from each one of you. There were about 12 of us at the table. And he said, I would like to know in one sentence uh, what it is that that you're called to do. And so they went around the table and it was discipleship, 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 which is is good. And that's right. And it got to me and it was my turn. And I said, well, uh, we teach people how to access heaven and, and then bring what is in heaven down to the earth. And he went, "Okay, wait a minute. Stop there. He said, that right there 
is the new wineskin, and that right there is an apostolic call. He said a lot of people know how to get to heaven, but they do not know how to bring what is in heaven down to the earth. And I can tell you that from my own personal journey, I prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed because I didn't know how to pray. And I think the majority, 99% of the church didn't know how to pray. And I kept looking for people to teach me to pray But I couldn't find anyone who knew how to pray that actually got results. Because I don't want to sit there all day long and be like, oh, God, help. (laughs) No, I want that fervent and effective prayers that avail much. Because because it, it says that when our prayers are answered, our joy is full. And I want my joy to be full. And I want the people of God to go, wait, there it is. I'm bringing it down. And now everybody sees that what I said actually came to pass. Amen? It's time for the church to get about the business of knowing what to do and how to do it so that we can lead the people in righteousness and victory. Instead of being those people that are poor and nobody wants to have any, you know, who wants to be, you know, you're, you guys are begging for bread. No, I don't beg for bread. I'm going to give twice of what I give and, and then I'm going to, uh, you know, establish even more in advance and all that good stuff. Okay, so anyway. So for 10 years, uh, we've been digging this well of revival of prayer and through prayer and fasting and worship. But this vision, is, is my, it's, it may have been given to me, but it's not mine. It doesn't belong to me. It belongs to this city. It belongs to this nation. It belongs to this earth. And so, therefore, it's like that thing. If, 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 the, if the spirit in you leaps when you see and hear, then you're part of this. Your story is going to be part of this story, and then we can all have a bigger story. I love how John was talking about the, the parable of the talents earlier. Um, so God, what he did with the talents is you've got, the, they, he gave away five, he gave away two, and he gave away one. And he was like, listen, I'm going to give you a vision for the five. What are you going to do with the five? And so he took the five and he multiplied the five based on the vision that he was given and the gifts that he had been given, Right? And so then he looked at the guy with the, that had the two, and he said, hey, I'm going to give you these two. I'm going to give you a vision for two. Do you have the faith then to take the two? And they're just the seeds. Remember, you're going to get a seed, but it's going to be multiplied. And so he took it, and, and because of his faith, he multiplied the two. And then you've got the guy with the one, and the Lord came back. And he had hidden it. He had dug a hole in the ground and put it in the ground. And and the Lord came back and and he didn't lose it. He still had it. But the Lord called him wicked because he didn't multiply or even have any um, interest by putting it in the bank. You see, God is, is looking for multiplication. He's not satisfied with us just saying, I'm just going to tend the garden. And, 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 and no, he's like, no, no, that's not good enough. You have to multiply the garden. I have given you the seed. Do not be wicked and lazy and fearful that you do not take that seed then and make it into a great kingdom so that you have the vision for the city and the nation. 
Because the truth is, we've been given a seed here. And while we started off with one, and now we've got a little over 200, which is great. I'm so happy about that. I'm so thankful for it. But I will not be satisfied until I go to my grave that we continue to multiply. And we grow and we grow and we grow. And the Lord has given us a big vision. But it's, I can't do it with the current leadership that I have. I'm going to need some more people at the table and some more cooks in the kitchen. Praise the Lord. So anyway, um, uh, some of the things that we planned on doing this year, which I'm really excited about, we've already actually already begun. Um, Next slide. Um, Next slide. Um, So we're already doing the live stream for our teaching, um, but we are going to start probably within the next month going to start um, live streaming our worship. The children and the youth, I am so thankful for the Richardsons and how they've taken over the children. They're doing a great job. They had a great uh, prophecy night, prophecy teaching night on Friday night where all of the kids were learning to prophesy. It was a phenomenal time in the Lord, and they were having a great time. And and so we're going to start bringing them into the main service and have them minister up front with the altar team. So um, they're going to start with the art and the prophetic dance as well. Um, something that I'm really, really excited about, though, is, is Comenia School for uh, Creative Leadership. This is um, something that we've been dreaming of for about five years, and um, we're really excited about it. It is going to be an elementary school, and it's going to start at pre-K and kindergarten this year and this, this fall. So we're really excited about that. Um, also, evangelism. Um, we are doing, Jeff is doing a phenomenal job. How many of you go out with Jeff on Friday nights? I mean, you guys are doing a phenomenal job of really impacting and reaching the city. But not only that, but you're really taking what we're doing, the accessing heaven and, and, and you're, you're building up the transforming of the earth by encountering people and challenging all of us to get out of the four walls of the church. Amen. And then you access heaven right there on the spot. And these people are like, who are you? You know, wait, you just healed me. Crystal had a great crystal. Where are you? Wave your hand. She had a great testimony um, a couple of weeks ago about three women, all of them, all three, boom, 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 all got healed. All three of them had an encounter with the Holy Spirit. I mean, it was just phenomenal. And she left them and they were speechless. So um, that's just phenomenal um, what's happening in the streets. Um, You know, God, uh, he really does have, um, he's very aware of his reputation. You know, I always used to think I couldn't prophesy to people or I couldn't do stuff on the street because I was afraid that if I was wrong, that I would ruin God's reputation. But don't you know he's got that covered? So (laughs) praise God. So really what I'm looking for or what I'm not looking for is I'm, and I'm just going to speak to you as a grandmother and a mother. I am not looking for church attendees. I am looking for church participators, people who say, I am going to put my shoulder to this. I am going to get connected in a way where I serve. 
You know, Jesus said to Peter when he was washing his feet, if you don't let me do this, you cannot have any part in me. You know, the thing about getting people say, I want to get connected, I want to get connected, I want to get connected. When you serve side by side with others, all of the sudden you feel that connection and you feel that you've just had a part in Christ. And, 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 and you begin to have deep friendships, deep relationships, not just of praying for one another, but serving selflessly together. You know, when John and I first um, got saved, one of our favorite things to do, we had, you know, the seven kids. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Anyway, uh, so a lot of them were teenagers and a lot of them could drive. Well, so we said to them, listen, um, part of the requirement is that, and some of them weren't saved. You know, I had this, you know, as, as Ashley describes it, this zero to shofar moment. And, um, and so we said, you know, if you guys want to not be miserable, you're going to have to invite your friends to come to church with us. And so we literally had three rows of young people at church with us every Sunday, didn't we, baby? And then we would take them all out and we would feed them and we would have several tables and we'd have to push them all together. And it just became that thing where, um, you know, they were like, you guys are like the Pied Pipers, you know. And so then we ended up starting a Bible study with all of them, and they all got filled with the Spirit and falling out and speaking in tongues, and they all began to transform um, their high school at Highland Park High School, and lots of people were getting saved at parties instead of getting drunk, and so it was just a phenomenal time in the Lord. But, But we had to put ourselves out there and really begin to invite friends and family to church. See, we, have, we are providing 52 Sundays a year for you to invite friends and family who really need to hear the gospel, who need to be saved, who need to have an encounter, who need to be healed. And then we provide Thursday nights, we provide 52 of those a year, you know, for the, the, the same scenario. And then we have our, our um, worship and prayer sets. We have three, four. We have four, five. No, I don't know how many we have. How many do we have? We have them at six, 11, and seven. And then we have them on Saturdays. So that's another 24 hours a week of prayer and worship for 52 weeks. So we are impacting our city with 1,560 hours a year to impact and grow the kingdom. That's a lot. And that doesn't include EJS. That doesn't include Comenia School uh, uh, for Creative Leadership. So, so we are having an incredible impact. And I want to invite you to invite others into the story that's being told here. So I... I have to ask myself, what is the next level? Because here we are, 200 strong. That's good. Woo, it's awesome. But I'm not satisfied. I want more. I want a whole city. Don't you want a whole city? I think if our vision were not just ourselves, even our family, 
but like, wait a minute, if we got together and really did this, if the disciples were 12 and could transform the earth and we are 200 strong, we're like a Gideon's army where we run and flow where the Holy Spirit goes. Think about the impact that we could have. So here's some, um, some of the exciting things that we're doing. Um, the Comenia School, go to the next slide. I want to show you this. The Comenia School for Creative Leadership, it's starting this fall, and it's starting with the two grades, pre-K and kindergarten. We are really going hard after this, so much so that we're willing to really uh, do kind of what we call lost leaders. Y'all know what that is, right? Somebody in retail puts something on sale to get you into the store so you'll buy other things. Um, but we really do want, um, we want to be a blessing to families. And so, um, you know, in Dallas, you can go to some private schools and pay some pretty serious, uh, uh, tuition. John and I think with Maddie, we are paying almost 20,000 a year, like 10 years ago for her to go to Winston. Um, so it, it just gets a little crazy, a little out of control. Or was that 20,000 a year, baby? It was 20,000 a year, 22,000 a year. So praise the Lord. Anyway. So, but uh, we really wanted to make it very affordable so that everyone could participate. So please, if you are interested, uh, go to the next slide. You can um, email info at csclDallas.com. Talk to us about it. It's going to be exciting. It's basically just teaching our kids how to access heaven and transform the earth within the realm of their ABCs and their one, two, threes. Sound good? Um, you know, this will be the first kingdom school that we have in Dallas. It's not a Christian school. It's a kingdom school. Because we're going to raise up our kids in a school that's going to teach them about the seven mountains of influence. So they will be leaders and they will be the ones that bring the solutions to the problems that the world will face. Amen? Uh, the other thing that we're doing is we are um, going to be starting a building fund. Uh, we received a generous donation a couple of months ago, and so we have about 650000 um, to go get a building. However, uh, California has come to Texas, praise the Lord. <laughs> but, you know, a million dollars doesn't buy what it used to. <laughs> So the, the prices of real estate are like at this trajectory right now. And um, so anyway, we're, we're looking, we're praying, we're talking to a lot of people. So I just want to put it out there to, to all of you. Um, we're, we are going to be doing a, a building fund. But not only that, I want you to keep your ears and your eyes open. Because somebody knows somebody that could possibly have a building or something. Um, and, and it needs, we need all the eyes and ears. We really believe that the Lord is telling us that we're going to be over here in this Valley View area, which, um, you know, you guys have heard me talk about the heart of the city and, and just the heart of Dallas and, and the prophetic around that. Well, the, the, what's crazy is that this whole Midtown area is about to be redone by the city. And um, so they're going to make it into like a, a, a Clyde Warren uh, type situation with green space and fountains. And I think there's going to be like a, a monorail, like in the air. Uh, so a monorail what? Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, so it's going to be phenomenal. And um, I plan on us being right in the center of it. 
And they're actually calling it, it's going to be called Midtown, and it, they're calling it the heart of the city. So I really believe that that's where the Lord wants us. So I'm believing for that. Um, the fourth thing we're going to be doing this year is we're going to be recording our first storehouse worship CD. So I'm really excited about that. We've got some phenomenal talent, and they are writing some songs that are from heaven. So um, I'm very excited. 